Greetings, nerds. It's Dina Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Beaumont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. I'm so sorry, Lex. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <sighs> so I didn't even hear when that I, I listened to SCN um, earlier, earlier this week. but yeah. And I got the aftermath. Yeah. But I didn't hear the actual joke. Like, yeah. it occurs. But um, no worries. You don't have to fill me in. Um, I, okay. I'll laugh at it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Lex, that I didn't hear where it all started. But yeah, that's okay. I know it's a total, total inside joke, y'all. For, but those who, those who listen to us for a long time know we're big fans of uh, SEN, Spread mm-hmm. Entertainment Network Live. So, if you watch if you watch that uh, show or listen to the, their podcast, you will totally get what we're talking about. But yeah, but or I'm doing well. Or huh? won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or won't. Man, well, you just like piled on every single news headline that has occurred in the last week, and so yeah. now I just foresee myself reading things for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to delete whatever. I mean, I know uh, it's funny where like last week it was just seemed like there was just and even a preceding week there was just back to back to back kind of things happening. And so far this week it's been pretty quiet. So just kind of this is figure. I know we recorded last Monday night and then like the floodgates opened on Tuesday. So I feel like we're just trying just playing catch up on, uh, you know, I know we've shared thoughts and messages or tweets or whatever, but, um, but yeah, just yeah, figure. Be a good opportunity to catch up real time live to get your thoughts on some of the things that happened over the last seven days. Well, I feel like this first one we already knew about um, yeah. Flash, Stargirl, Superman, and Lois, Titans all start production in October, um, and Doom Patrol will start in January. And so we knew about that. What we did not know is that when Supergirl does return, which I, I don't think that it's a known entity when they're starting their sixth season. Right. But that will be their last season. Yeah, yeah. That one really did catch me off guard, I have to say. Uh, to, you know, because they they're also starting production uh, as well this upcoming yeah. month. And, and, and really, you know, the, really Flash and Supergirl now are sort of, to me, look like the the leaders of the Arrowverse, and and so whenever news broke that uh, that they were ending production, ending the show after the sixth season, I, I, I was really surprised. I thought they would at least go two more years, uh, if not longer. Uh, but you know, I think Melissa, for various reasons, probably I think obviously she, as you know, folks know, she did formally announce the, the birth of their son, with, uh, Chris Wood last mm-hmm. week on uh, Instagram and maybe also I think maybe just that reached a, a, a good place where maybe they have, maybe the story has run its course and, you know, it's better to go out on top than dragging on a long time and, and, and you know, suffering creatively and, and yeah. frustrating your fans. None of that was shade at the flash at all. No, no, no okay. I was thinking more, I was thinking more arrow, but <laughs> Well, you, you can't you can't kill something that's already dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got buried a long time ago. Yeah. 
Um, we also got the first look at Javisha Leslie in the Batwoman suit. Um, we we saw a picture of her face in the yeah. suit. <laughs> so yeah. I, were... I, I'm I'm underwhelmed by it. Um, and and that's the this suit image is not what like excites me. Um, we got plenty of excitement and momentum from the the DC fandom event. So I'm kind of like, huh, it's an image. I don't care. Yeah. We yeah. know that they're prepping a really good story. So we do know that. But also there you know, if if you do want to spoiler alert, if you do want to see fuller shots of her in the suit, not just the one that that I think really prompted this this release of her in the in the cowl. Uh, there, I think Canada, Canada Graphs on their blog has uh, some set photos of her in the in the full suit. Uh, it clearly, it's not. I, I think it's the suit early early season suit because I know during DC fandom, as you noted, uh, they were talking about how uh, they will make the suit more uh, custom to to, to to Ryan Wilder's character more so than than Ruby Rose's. So yeah. Uh, so there's that, you and, and there earn, you gotta yeah. earn the cow. You gotta earn the cow, and there was also yeah, and there was also another spoiler uh, from 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 that um, from Thank the you. set photos. I'm not gonna share it. I'm not gonna share it. But if folks want to know what it is, go go check out Canada Graphs, and you can you can see it there. I, I won't I won't spoil it for our listeners. Is it the Batmobile? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, well. <laughs> Yeah, I, you 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 brought it up, so you opened the door, so I just confirmed it. But Will yeah. could have lied, people. Will yeah. could have lied. <laughs> I could have lied. But lied. Canada graphs. Yeah. Um, I it's my sworn enemy because of the number of things they spoiled on Arrow for me. Elicity <laughs> <laughs> well, engagement. Elicit yeah. <laughs> death. So yeah. many. So well, many. well, I I did give folks a spoiler warning, so. Stuck yeah. through it, you know, to your peril. Yeah. Um, speaking about sticking through it, we did get announcement from the MCU that Black Widow will be released on May seventh, twenty twenty one. Shang Chi will be moved to July 9th, twenty twenty one, and the Internals is now November fifth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. So we'll see how. Yeah, we'll see how long that sticks. <laughs> I just it I. I still flash back to the momentum and the excitement following last year's Comic-Con mm-hmm. and all of Kevin Feige's announcements and when Blade got announced and all of this, like, we're we're going to head into this brand new world and now it's it's delayed. And and so it's just, I, I, I don't know, I've, I have very mixed feelings, but we'll we'll see. In the meantime, they're able to get these TV show releases, which they also had an, an announcement this week about Samuel L. Jackson to star in a Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> two two things you would never think you would put in the same sentence, but he will be starring in his own Nick Fury show. Yeah, yeah. I saw that uh, news Friday, and that was like, whoa, Nick Nick's going to be on TV. I mean, I know he was, I think if I recall... He had a couple shots on Agents of Shield, but you know that yep. show really was uh, 
overall, I think it was like its own little self-contained thing, even though it was loosely tied to the MCU because of, well, obviously tied to the MCU because of, um, because of, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. But, but beyond, yeah, but other than Clark, you know, Greg's character, I mean, it was like, you know, that was about it. So. No, um. The the uh, there's a character from Thor who did a crossover. Okay. And then I also saw a random headline about Daisy crossing mm. over into one of the MCU movies. But you know what? At the end of the day, MCU will continue to lurk in the background as we push through this pandemic. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll see an MCU movie again. Maybe. Maybe. But one division here we come. Um. Yeah. Moving on to the DC front, Black Adam cast Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Yeah. <laughs> Where the heck is Hawkwoman? I thought they were internal soulmates or something. They, yeah, they. I think that'll be for the spinoff movie. For, oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was I was actually very excited. I remember seeing him, and um, there was a Star Trek Discovery episode called Calypso where he was. Uh, it was a little short trek uh, where they had these little mini 10 minute move uh, episodes in between seasons one and two. And he was uh, on that one where he was in the future on a, on a starship that was basically taking care of him. And uh, it was a very beautiful, beautiful story. And he, he, it was just, a, he was the only actor on the, on that particular episode just beautifully done so you should definitely check it out if you're a star trek fan uh and also he was uh i remember him from hidden figures he um as far as uh he he's been like yeah. rowing his yeah. his um portfolio totally. i feel like i when i when i saw him i immediately recognized him from so many different things mm-hmm. and so now that he's given this role and is able to be pushed to the forefront i i really i really like that um and i just the shazam you know it's almost a joke or not shazam black adam black adam is almost a joke by now because we first heard about this in 2014 right and there hasn't been a pandemic since 2014 <laughs> <laughs> it may even felt like it but it hasn't yeah. so i i still think as much as the casting like the reminder that Noah Centineo is on in it um, excites me. There's still oh, but it's for Black Adam, which who knows when we'll see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think did I see where they may be going in production early next year? I, I think I read that somewhere, oh. uh, or that uh, I think they're they're hopeful to do that. So we've read that for at least five years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. At this point, you know, production schedules. You know, all it takes is just one positive test and everything gets shut down. So he, DC is hilarious to me because, and, and mainly, mainly their, their um, DCEU universe, because this is DC. Well, we had a success or we, we think we're going to, we think it's going to be success. So before we can even really gauge the audience reaction, we're going to go all in and give Peacemaker its own sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just scratching my head. I'm just like, Suicide Squad is another joke. 
of a movie that either you've seen it or you haven't seen it, but we all have our thoughts on it and what that is. And, and yeah, birds of prey came out, but it didn't do that. Well, some people like it. Some people didn't like it. It still wasn't like, Oh my God. And now they're kind of going all in with James Gunn's version of suicide Squad, which I admit, I full-heartedly admit, I, after the fandom, very excited for that. Yeah, but to then come out with this news, I'm just, this is, to me, Will, this is a red flag. Because yeah. when they get overconfident, they <laughs> never work <laughs> that well. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I was, when I saw the news about John Cena and Peacemaker uh, spin off, because, you know, they are feeling, they're, Warner is feeling very, very bullish right now on the DCEU because not only did we have a spinoff from Suicide Squad, but you also have a spinoff from the Batman series that's going to be going to HBO Max. Peacemaker will be going to HBO Max. So, you know, I, I think they are, I think it is copying some of the, 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 the plan from the MCU, which is let's have these tentpole feature films, but then also expand that universe out into our, now our streaming service, HBO Max. I'm sorry, but there's one big difference between the MCU and the DCEU, and his name is Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Walter Hamada and I think Jim Lee are definitely following that that pattern. And, and you know, it, it being able to pull over James Gunn to the Suicide Squad film, which, you know, like you said, I mean, that, that trailer and, and behind-the-scenes video that he put together for DC fan definitely was like, okay, just whenever it does come out, you know, it's definitely going to be that I'm going to go check it out in the theater. And so, I, you know, it made me excited. But, you know, and, you know, and of course, with this spinoff, is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? I mean, I know there was a lot of chatter uh, during the end of last week about, uh, you know, what, if this is this spoiling Suicide Squad or is this telling us anything about what's going to happen in the film? And James Gunn basically was like, you know, playing coy. It's like, look, you know, all you guys speculating, you don't know what you're talking about. So. I, you know, I can't wait until it comes out and you hate the movie. Because <laughs> 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 you're you way too optimistic about this. Yeah. And I love telling you. I told I know you, so. <laughs> I know you. I know you love telling me that you told me so. And so I'll, you know, we'll mark it down here. September 29, 2020. Will said he's very excited about this. And then, you know, folks, when you come back, you know, a year from now, you can, you can, you know, hear Sarah tell, tell me that she told me so. Um, Speaking about, I told you so, Zack Snyder gets $70 million to do reshoots for his fan desired cut of justice league <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this thing is like it is it, it like become like almost like a religious experience or something of like for for uh yeah and, and i hope people aren't disappointed after all this that they put all this energy they put in it but you know it could be like star trek where you know the first when it came back after being canceled three after three seasons, it you know it breathed life into a franchise, and you know 
maybe this will do that for 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 the DCEU and Justice League, and it'll finally you know get the proper credit that some people feel us do. I just, I I mean, so many freaking jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, many, the, I guess I think that the reason why I'm making a new movie. Yeah, he is. A he new is. series, a mini series. He's yeah. just he's just redoing it. Oh my god. Yeah, I think the only reason, the main reason why I put this down is and why it just kind of struck me was with all the stuff that's been going on with Ray Ray Fisher and Warner, uh, the fact that he uh, that he was able to uh, be able to be a, a part of this and you know obviously it'll be the expanded role that. Zach had hoped for a cyborg in, in the in the first cut of the film. Right, right. I I just uh, Justice League. People are going to watch it. People are certainly going to watch it. But the the ratings, I don't know if it'll dictate if this is a great success or another failure. But we'll see. We'll see we'll, next year. Yeah. Um. I think that's all of the... Well, there is one more piece of, I guess, DC news. David S. Goyer is doing a Batman Unburied scripted series podcast on Spotify because, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do. We Yeah, I saw the description of this today. It was, I guess, getting into the psycho, psychology of, of Bruce Wayne. And, and I couldn't help but think, well, did Matt Reeves also tell us a little bit about that? What's going on? be happening with the the batman film he may not ruin the batman for me will can this can we not take this shiny toy that sarah was so happy to have away like can they not ruin things for me well i'm just yeah it's just like i i don't know if it's like saturating the marketplace too i mean it's like because we got the justice league you know so we got we have bat the, the Batman coming out. We have the that Spotify. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're gonna have a polka dot movie. Oh, I, I'll go. I'll go see. I'll go see polka dot man movie. I, I, I actually would too. <laughs> I was very interested in polka dot man. I have to say, <laughs> but I just. I don't know anymore. I don't know what to talk about, DC. You put these. You put these bullet points on the agenda because you know the eye rolls and the biting tongue and just humor. I find in the way DCEU does business. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know, and I love hearing it. So you know, I got I. Always, I mean, whatever there's in the DC news, I'm gonna put it on there because I'm a DC homer. So, <laughs> I mean, if he really wants to do a podcast series, and you're right, oversaturation. But you know what isn't oversaturated? Superman. So give us fucking Krypton season three on Spotify. I would listen the shit out of that because I, I want to know what happened. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I mean, uh, Cam Welsh like shared the, the, the specs for season three and i was just like when i read that i'm like damn it this is why we can't have nice things stupid sci-fi it's too bad that dc universe or whatever wasn't around then because that series you know i know people are probably sick of hearing this going on about it but i mean it really really that should have it, it deserved better i i would i would totally give 
Zack Snyder seven million dollars to do a Krypton season three and shoot that. Yeah. As long as he doesn't write it, no yeah. writing for Zack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking about spinoffs, because you know, will it's not just the DC; it's just Hollywood in general these days. We can't yeah. have a pure experience anymore. Everything gets a fucking spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> but the boys. We'll be getting a spinoff show taking basically X-Men to a whole new level yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be, I guess, a bought Soup's University. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so I think it's going to be a little, you know, for, I, I figured, okay, it's going to be a little bit of Animal House, a little bit of what we've seen so far in, in, the, in the Boy series. and. You know, we get we get Homelander in whenever he was in when, when he was frat boy at Vaught uh, University. See, this is why this is gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Starr is the only reason why Homelander works. Yeah, yeah. He is a genius in that part, and and I understand maybe Homelander will become a very similar figure like the Joker where you remain skeptical of other people playing it, but the part is so rich that they tend to do just fine. But right now the, and it's weird. Homelander is disgusting. Homelander is like a piece of trash brought to life. And yet at the end of the day, it's not like I root for him, but there's something very, (laughs) (laughs) but you root for him. (laughs) I don't know. There's just like, there's like, ah, Homelander, why are you hooking up with? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's bizarre. I don't understand. It's like we all have Stockholm syndrome or something. Yeah, we totally. It's like Trump derangement syndrome with with Homelander. (laughs) But uh, but it just, I I can't. If I really wish, if you're gonna do a spinoff like this, do it. But don't use the characters that we already know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, and it, it probably will be original characters uh, whenever they do this spinoff. And and we, you know, and if we do see the characters that we already know, it'll just be that handoff episode at the beginning, maybe, and and, and maybe in, in universe references to them. I would think. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. see, but. Knowing how sequels or spinoffs work, they tend to screw something up. And, um, the last piece of news before we actually do go fully in-depth into all things Homelander um, is that the, God, where is it? Grown-ish star. Grown-ish star. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Heidi. Um, will be the next piece. Tinkerbell in Peter Pan, which I saw that news and I was like, oh, I like that casting choice. I really yeah. do. Yeah, that was a great casting choice there. And yeah. you know, Peter Pan is a is a one of the few stories where over the years they really have taken it, transformed it into a, a lot of different scenarios. I know they there's the infamous Hook movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's the retelling in the early like 2013 or something. They've done 
They did Finding Neverland, which wasn't about Peter Pan, but about the author of Peter Pan. So I just, I think it's one of the the few stories where they continue to reinvent it and tell it in constant from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so this casting has me intrigued that like, okay, we're going to get the the latest version of how this whole, this um, story um, can be brought to life and retold for um, a whole new world. Uh, Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I couldn't, I don't, really don't have much more to add. I think you're you're spot on with that. All right. Well, let's see if I can um, get spot on with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Will and I were talking during the pre-show that because I watched it on Saturday morning and we're recording on Tuesday, I remember bits and pieces. Um. But the biggest thing that I remember from this episode is Lamplighter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think every, that, that definitely was a standout character uh, for, in, in this particular episode. I remember early on this season, there was, there was a mention of Lamplighter. Mm-hmm. And I, I was one of the few people who did not go back to the first season and rewatch. But as soon as I heard it, my ears, it was like, oh, wait a second. I've heard that name before. Yep. When are we going to see it? And then they just hit you with this episode, which I think I also liked because it's the first one to break their narrative structure because there is a good 20, 20% of the episode is dedicated to flashbacks yeah. involving Frenchie mm-hmm. and just how... He, in a weird way, the an origin story of the boys themselves mm-hmm. and how Lamplighter at that moment played a pivotal part and and kind of even pushed them further down this dark path. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, this, like, it was a good origin story for, like, like you said, the boys and Frenchie because it definitely... Um, established how you know how how Butcher and, and Frenchie and um, MM were were you know on their quest for the suits and 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 it really gives some good context for why Frenchie is the way he is today and also especially whenever he is um whenever he is dealing with the other other members of the team and especially kimoko and some of the uh reasons why he was uh very protective and and also trying to you know help her deal with all the issues that that she's been faced with since she's been um yeah, part part of the party of the group. Yeah, I I really admire the choice not to have this episode end in Lamplighter's death. Yeah, um, I think that was a smart thing. It was it was fascinating to watch Frenchie go from wanting to kill him. To also understand, not even understand, but kind of like my my 
even though you did what you did, you know the mistake you made. Yeah. But I also made my own mistake. And so us killing each other would be giving us, like, resolve. Yeah, so you totally freaking, it's easier yeah. to let each other live. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way they structured that. I mean, that you know, whatever that played out, it's, it, I always enjoy those those bits of storytelling like that where, you know, the easy solution would be to just kill them all. But then uh, Fritchie's, uh, you know, reminding the team and Gloria, it's like, look, you know, don't let them all be easy. Right. And, and so that, you know, that was a very, very Fritchie thing to do, especially after we got, after we, we, we learned more about his backstory and especially how, he felt he had had felt Jay his friend mm-hmm. uh, because he had uh, continued on with with the mission even though he was he was OD and, and then of course uh, we, we we later learned that you know, several months or so later uh, Jay does indeed OD and 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 again Frenchie's probably feeling like okay yeah I failed him you know I was able to save him that one time uh, but you know but again. Because I chose the boys over over Jay, he you know he and he ends up dying, and I'm, and I'm having to to learn how to live with my failure for not being there for him. Yeah, and and there's still so much more to understand about lamp, Lamplighter because despite this flashbacks and and we still don't know exactly how he ended up in that institution where he was simply there. To burn the evidence. Mm-hmm. Or his his clear fear and 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 I don't even know if it's a partnership, but employment by Stormfront. Yeah. Um, who we basically discover is the Empress of Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean it, it definitely provided more context for uh, her and, and her background and, and story and 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 it's weird and also takes the, the whole relationship that she has with Homelander uh, to to a, a, a place that I've seen I'm starting to see a trend with Homelander and his yeah. his, mm-hmm. his 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 relationships because I'm thinking back to Matt to Madeline in the first season. Mm-hmm. And now we see this as, as we as we learn. I mean, she is you know essentially a mother, god grandparent, <laughs> Oedipus deal mm-hmm. with 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 Homelander and 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 all. It's just like, uh, okay, we're we're seeing a trend with this with this young man here. But but she is not doppelganger in disguise. So no. thank no. the Lord for that. But yes. Yeah. You're right. She um, essentially was was an adult when she met Frederick Vaught, and she was the first successful person to be yep. injected with um, Formula V. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 yet it has it has not only given her powers, but basically she stopped living. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She stopped aging. She's like, like giving her immortality because whenever we're going, whenever we, you know, we see her go through her locker and and 
pulling out those those the photos of her family. Of course, the first you know, obviously the first thought would be like, oh, that's her grandmother or that's her mother, and then she's like, no, that's actually my daughter. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That that's her daughter, and and she now the one thing that bothered me during this whole revelation is I'm I'm still thinking to myself, where the heck were you during season one? Yeah. <laughs> we. Why is this like what has happened? It came out of nowhere. It turns out you've basically been the head of Vought the whole time. What is why all of a sudden are you wanting to be a part of the seven? You've been basically stalking Homelander, I guess. I don't I don't get it. Um but but you're spot on. Like I picked up on that too. Um there's a reason why this season features, I don't know how many scenes with him staring at, um, not the person, but the actual container of just breast milk. Mm-hmm. And, and he drinks it. Oh, God. Which, uh, yeah. by the way, I did watch the first episode of Raised by Wolves. Okay. Um, boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so mad about, about it. that yeah. last night. I fell asleep five times. <laughs> Maybe you're just tired. <laughs> and it's got some mommy issues too. So okay. that's that's the whole tie in there. But yeah. back to back to Vaughn. Another thing I really liked about this episode is last week we asked each other, why the heck does Maeve need the deep? Mm-hmm. And within the matter of ten minutes, they clue us into that. And I am so mad, Will, we did not think about that. Yeah, yeah, I think we were missing a tire last week. It's the only thing I could figure. <laughs> well, it's, it's such a beautiful tie-in because yeah. I don't think anybody would have would have went there because as as infamous as the airplane episode is mm-hmm. in season one, because that's the moment when you really start to pick up on. Oh, okay, these are this. I get where they're what they're doing now. Oh, yeah. here we go. Um. We didn't realize, oh, she needs evidence to bring to the public's attention who he really is. Yeah, yeah. And it's buried at the bottom of the ocean. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, yeah. but I like that, and I also like the book ending where her partner finds the tape. Mm-hmm. And as much as this is evidence against for her to use against him it also really is not good for her either because she was she she yes she was coerced and kind of like well what do i just go down on the plane i I have to look out for myself too i want to live as well so what do i do here but still she made her choice and so essentially if he if she takes him down she's going down as well she's going down as well and also i think for Elena, it was also a realization that um, how, yes, you, you're you're trying to get leverage against Homelander, but mm-hmm. will this will will you just again fold and do what he says? Right. right. So how how much can I trust you to do what you're going to do and, and stand up to this man? And even though you're saying all this, and and, and of course, it also maybe was, you know probably very um 
hurtful and, and shocking too to think that you know this person is she she thinks is this hero um the sea made for who she really is yeah yeah i it, it was just it was it was just enough yeah as a reminder with despite everything else going on um with lamplighter the mommy the the con- continuation of mommy issues mm-hmm. um and and now here i don't know how i feel about the next part of this episode okay <laughs> Well, actually, wait, before we go there, the Deep does have another role to play. Yeah. Another surprising role to play, which the use of him throughout the season really caught me off guard. Yeah. I don't know if you feel that way, but the way they're they're integrating him, even though he's not on the seven anymore, he's still like this nasty uncle who just always attends reunions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the way they're using Deep because he, yeah, you know, he's so he, he he so badly wants to get back on the seven, and and of course, you know, we had episode three with the with him again uh, messing up instead of the dolphin this time most of well, but uh, and then going to this church of collective, but you know, he his his interactions with A Train in this particular episode. Uh, where, you know, it, it was, you know, they were first having this very chummy bro hug and it seems all well and good. And they were like these old friends trying to, you know, find, uh, trying to find their way through the, you know, this film and whatnot and their, their place is film on seven. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when a train started doing his, doing his thing, you know, deep was like, Whoa. You know, yeah, Deep has Deep has figured out how to do this manipulation thing pretty well. Yeah, all it takes is a fresca. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I loved it because it was it was couples counseling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were trying to sabotage me the whole time. What are you talking about? Oh, and yeah. and I just I I I really liked that because um, the more I think about it. We we we've gotten like this is a Frenchie episode, so there this season we're learning more about Frenchie about mother's milk, and not so much focused on on Billy and Huey, very similar to Homelander where no we we need to understand these other characters who have been quote unquote working with him, um and and honestly there's just an exchange of seven members as we learn about Lamplighter and yeah. he, he was on and then he was put off for some reason. Um marketing. Right. Marketing. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, and it was as as A Train was was reminded, A Train's a brand. It's trademarked by Vaught. So they can just swap you out any moment and you're just this, you know, slept on the street. Yeah. With a with a heart condition and and you know at, at millions of dollars of debt. Yeah, or you can end up in a mental institution mm-hmm. to run the evidence away. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but or, um, most likely you wouldn't end up there because Stormfront would want to kill you because yeah. the racist. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So so, 
don't know. You're, you're going to have to walk me through this, Will, and you usually okay. do a job by me telling you I don't like something, and you're like, no, here's all the good parts of it. Okay. The, the Annie Butcher Huey story plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their little triangle, yeah. It's not a triangle, because in a weird way, at the end, when they're when they're looking at him as he's um, resting, they felt like mom and dad again. So much Oedipus. So yeah. much. <laughs> so many parenting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I it, it's I I totally understand what they were trying to do. I got the message. Billy and Annie are more similar than they realize. Yeah. Billy is still processing the fallout with with Becca. And and how he had to let that go because of his just dis- dislike for these these beings who continue to be in his life. Yeah. Um. I I honestly though, the here's the hard part about this. Okay. This was C minus storytelling because we had such fascinating other things going on. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a distraction. Like, no, 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 wait. We were just getting to a good part. Why are we back here with with this kind of, like, Saturday morning TV show? <laughs> you know, I normally I would say I would uh, I would try to find the, the good in this, but I have to agree with you. Yeah. I, I felt that that arc was very predictable. Because, like, for, 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 I'll tell you where it went sideways for me. Was when Butcher, whenever Annie uh, broke the rest of the team into the, into the uh, Shape the Grove Institute. And Butcher was on top of the van and had, had her, had Annie in his sights. And I was just like, we're doing this. Why are you doing this? We know he's not going to do it. So why are y'all even, like, you know, creating this 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 fault this fake choice that is about to happen here, um, and then of course you know the the um, other suit basically teleconnects tele uses telekinesis to uh, blow the van over and all that kind of stuff, and you know then it creates a situation with Huey, and so it just felt like very contrived storytelling, given that how superior they've been telling other stories so far this season. They had to figure out a way to do what you just said. Give Annie and Billy an opportunity to see that they're more more similar to each other than different, and then Huey's the the the, the moral compass that keeps them keeps them from going out to deep end. Yeah, which I think we've seen in a lot of TV shows, and so. And maybe I'm just bored at this point with what they're doing because at the beginning of the episode or season, Billy and Huey opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We have we have them confront each other, get over it, and now they're best buds. And basically, Billy loves them like a brother. Yeah, got it. And now Annie, well, what? How he's how he's again? So it's just this weird. Yeah. thing where I, I i'm not as engaged for for whatever reason um and maybe it has to do with with that i think the interesting parts of these characters is that um 
with with a lot of the ones like Frenchie, Miko, Mother's Melt, we're still learning about what yeah. how they got here. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and Huey, we know. Huey, we know from the very first episode of the series. We right. know exactly how he got here and where where these choices lead. And so I guess it's just there. There's no mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say there was the the one part of that storyline for this episode that you know that again helped move it along a little bit was especially seeing the evolution of Annie from uh, from seeing her from the first season and you know and, and learning about what her mother did and and, and then of course her assault by the thief and so we're seeing further trans the further transformation of her from a member of the seven where she you knows she's like okay you know we got we got to take the implant out because you know now stormfront knows that i know all about not only did i disclose compound d but also i know that she's liberty and so you know so we're seeing that evolution of her coming to the boys and coming on to the other side and i guess I think the, the 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 big manifestation of that was when she um, blasted the, the the guy when they were trying to hijack his car, carjack the guy. Um, she, you know, and, and her realization of like, oh God, I'm just like these other guys in this in this car. Yes, I know we've seen that story before, and 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 all, and it it took a bit of the episode to get to that point, but. You know, you know, but so if she ultimately turns, does the full part come into part of the team? At least we, at least we, we've seen the evolution of it throughout yeah. the two seasons. So at least the story it does work from that standpoint, and and it makes it more believable. No, I I, I agree. Actually, yeah, that, that that those few moments specifically with Annie did work. Some of the other melodramatic stuff, I was like, all right, let's yeah. get... Granted, I can only take so much of Homelander's Stormfront love. That stuff makes me sick. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. again, season of fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first scene in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's funny that it couldn't get more disturbing. They, they make it more disturbing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that whenever breaking the breaking up the robber and yeah, and he comes and yeah, smack. Oh yeah, I was just like, man, just when I just think that they can't make this couple even more, you know, that that disturbed me more than the giant the giant penis. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Mother's Milk will ever forget about that. But nope, yeah. Nope. All, yeah, all I was like is that. Yeah, okay. And then I see Homelander and Stormfront again. I'm like, oh yeah, that that's even more that that's more disturbing to me. <laughs> Definitely more yeah. disturbing. Um on that disturbing night no, I think it's it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night. Keep out your welcome.